I always look forward to catching up on city business with City Council Chair Tammy Ward. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Tammy. Likewise, Dale. Good morning. Let's talk about the policing solutions report addressed by Mayor Gaylor Baird and Police Chief Teresa Ewens on Thursday. I'd like to get your gut reaction to to statements made by the mayor and the chief to changes being made within LPD as a result of the national firm's assessment. Mm -hmm. Uh, In review, 47 percent of female police officers responding to this survey said they felt harassed and or a sense of discrimination on the job. And you and I have talked about that Mm -hmm. percentage and how if it was half the employees of any other business or any other company out there that the employees felt that way, there'd be a a demand for some extensive changes. Yet we heard phrases on Thursday like, quote, looking at structures which can prevent perceptions and realities of unfairness going forward. That's a quote from the mayor. Chief Ewan said a portal has been created where anonymous complaints can be filed and investigated. I don't want to pour cold water on those steps. They're worth noting, but why did it take a national firm to to spur what could be perceived as baby steps to what I call an adult problem? Good question, Dale. And like you, I was um, a bit taken back by the update. I, I wish we could go a bit further with progress. I know it takes time, but we've. I think the community has been very patient. And um, and you're right. Why should it take a national firm? to help our officers who have come forward seeking seeking some answers. You know, I have talked, um, and like you, I, wanna, I want to assist. I don't want to be, I want to be part of the solution and not part of the problem, right? And so, um, but I have spoken with the chief about what officers can do, women, especially women officers, um, how they can come forward. And um, she explained the portal to me and also that, Anytime, especially I think on Fridays, she has an open door policy. She's dedicated that time. Um, but I've I've said to her that I don't think it's that simple or that easy. Perhaps I mean, as a woman, I think that would be very difficult to pop into your boss and talk about it. Um, some may, some may not. And I have heard from some officers that we're not familiar with how that portal exactly works. I know they're working on communicating and messaging that out to all the officers. So I'm not sure if I were um, a victim that I would want to talk to my um, top boss about it or sit down with a computer and try to explain it. I just wish we could do a bit better or have more alternatives. I think we need to do and can do offer some better alternatives. The Journal Star reported more than 30 current or former LPD supervisors have been accused of discrimination in more than 100 pages of lawsuits and EEO complaint filings. Officers who will file complaints and and members of the public might very well be asking, well, where are action steps against officers or administrators whose actions or demeanor give off that vibe? of harassment and discrimination. And again, I refer back to that, what I feel is a very strong statistic. Half of the female police officers responding to the assessment survey said they felt harassed and or discriminated. So is increased supervision, in your opinion, the answer to preventing harassment? I think that would help. Um, I don't know that there's one solid answer. Um, You know, my own experience um, over the years 
you know, I, I, so many women have been victims. I'm in that category. More women than not, I think, you know. Um, and I've also um, had to untangle some of that early on in my career for some of my um, people that I did supervise. I, you know, I think what, what troubles me the most, I think, Dale, there are a lot of things trouble me, but the irony of it that it's happening in our police department and i don't by any means want to minimize the seriousness of it but if we have our police officers coming to work feeling intimidated or put upon or not comfortable how can we expect excuse me increased safety in our community and i know that national policing has changed so much um recently but we need to find some answers and we we just have to do better city attorney christie made a comment, and the Journal <clears throat> Star has it in its article, on the subject of the police department being the only city agency allowed to investigate EEO complaints filed against itself. Uh, city Attorney Christie said, quote, I think that law enforcement is uniquely situated to investigate, to conduct investigations generally, and I think it's important to remember that. So in other words, he sees no problem with LPD investigating within its department complaints of harassment or discrimination. Do you agree with that arrangement, the city uh, police department being the only agency allowed to investigate itself? You know, I read that as well, and I'm not so sure. You know, I don't pretend to be an attorney, first of all. Um, but, I, you know, I read that, and, and I thought part of the recommendations from the consultants were to take that outside of the police department so that it would um, be and appear more fair um, to have those um, investigations just uh, taken outside of the department. And I still support that. So I, I don't know why we haven't done that unless it's a timely timing issue and so i'm not sure i would go so far to say i would agree with that um and i also thought the consultant said in the report that uh the majority of police departments across the country do not do their own internal investigations depending on the nature of that investigation um i understand that there are different levels of um inquiries and that of course would trigger what kind of investigation you have but i think that that would just be a way to keep it so unbiased and as a layperson that's what i would 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 wonder why we don't do that and again i i think it then we get back to that just trust us thing and i don't i think the community is kind of weary of you need to trust us i think we really need some specific answers now it's been long enough City Council Chair Tammy Ward for the conversation on Lincoln Live. Let's move on to other things, Tammy, before we run out of time. Ahead of Monday's public hearing, update listeners on the city's effort to mitigate and or prevent drainage problems and flood control around the city. Well, we have spent a lot of time, and a lot of people have spent much more time than some of us on the council, but we, on Monday... Um, had a pre-council session with um, the coalition leader, um, Kent Seacrest, as well as another update from city staff, Dale, which is a bit out of the ordinary because typically our pre-councils are um, dedicated to city staff briefing the council, but I um, asked for both sides to be present. My colleagues had asked for that. The majority of them asked me to set that up because the planning commission, as you know, had... um, move that forward to the council with some amendments. So we, as a council, were trying to get our arms around the status of what was coming to us in form in the form of an ordinance 
for the public hearing, so we felt a need to get caught up to speed. So we listened for an hour um, to both sides of the issue, and it was a pleasant. It was not a public hearing. Um, they caught us up on the issue. Um, it's quite divisive, as you know, in the community. I can see both sides of it. Um, so we will have that public hearing Monday at 3 o'clock. It will be probably a lengthy one. There's a, It's very um, intense and emotional, and it is complicated. Um, I think the engineers probably understand it the best in the community, but it, it certainly affects a lot of people um, who live in the floodplains. And I think we do have a responsibility to react. I'm not so sure we need to be on a 50-yard dash with it is my own view, but we'll see if we can come to some common ground. That would be my goal. Um, now, now, su- suffice it to say, Tammy, that the engineers are looking at uh, allowing building in flood areas with some changes to the, the height of structures that are Correct. built in those areas? Correct. From basically before it was a one foot above the floodplain mm-hmm. minimum they, and now they want the city is um would require it to be a minimum of two feet right which doesn't sound like a lot but we're told how expensive that is and um it affects a lot of existing projects and um, those in the works and a lot of people don't even realize that it's going on i guess and that's my concern for those people that i represent um that are that are lucky to make their mortgages every month and um if there would have to be changes for them how can we help how can we assist them or even inform them of what's what we're doing so it's really complicated and but it's really really important um as we know so we have to i think be pretty delicate and um and and absolute about what we do as we move forward and it's it's hard to um communicate this sort of issue i think and i'm just trying to understand it well enough to articulate it to my constituents who call about it um so that's another reason i think we just need to take a deeper breath um but certainly do something dale Tammy Ward on Lincoln Live. Uh, the city council on Monday votes on the Cools Redevelopment Agreement at uh, 10th and O. Some high-end apartments. Where do you come down on that development, Tammy? Well, you know, I support that project. It's um, it's it's nice to have some housing right along O Street. I think it will appeal, and we were told the intent is to appeal to workers downtown and maybe some first entry level college students getting their first job it's not um affordable housing per se however this project developer will be paying in x amount to the um to a fund um in lieu of we call it um fund because they will be getting a tiff amount um so that's sort of the agreement when part of the housing is not affordable per se they do pay in lieu of tiff which is helpful to our existing fund so i think it's going to be a great project i used to sit at cool's restaurant as a young person going to unl and i thought it was very cool um but it's nice to see that building um redone and i'm excited to see how it turns out and and how it fills up so we're really pleased i think the entire council is going to probably be supportive 
um, as it moves forward. Yeah, that term TIF is used a lot. That means tax increment financing, and that allows uh-huh. developers to, to use Thank future you. property taxes. The uh-huh. redevelopment generates to pay for certain upfront costs. Is that a simple yes. way to explain it? Thank you, Dale. Yes, I should not use that acronym so freely. Thank you. No, it's used a that. lot, and uh, it sort yep. of gets lost in the conversation because it is used so lot, uh, so much, a lot well, in it is. city government. It is. Well, it's basically our primary or only development tool to offer, and I know it gives people a lot of heartburn sometimes, but we do need it to entice development, and so we just have to be careful about how we allow it. So... But thank you for explaining it. It seems to work because as you look downtown, there are pockets of development that are Mm -hmm. organic in nature. I remember having a conversation with uh, Mayor Beitler about trying to be too forceful with developments and developers to come into a certain area of a city. And he says it's it's got to be organic. And he's absolutely right. Right. That's an interesting conversation. I agree. Um, it's, it's been interesting to work with it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will call and say, oh, there you go, tiffing again, mm-hmm. again, tax increment financing. But I will try to explain to them what it is. It's not a use of the city's money. It's not like we're handing out money. And when once they understand it or if they're willing to understand it, they... They usually give them less pause, I would say. So um, it's our development tool. And we not that we don't need others. I would like us to see what else we could do. Tammy, I hope you have a great holiday. Are you traveling hey, or are you having people you. coming in? What's, what are your plans? Well, you know what? My plan is to get to see my family um, all, all at their farms in Geneva. Good. You know, just about an hour from here. So yeah. we have little kids and big kids and older kids. So... I love headed to the farm. Good. So, how about you, Dale? It's all about be... it's all about family. I'm I'm pretty well, fortunate to have uh, my side here close by. My wife has them Good. scattered across the country, but we'll do what we can in the amount of time that we have. So, thank you for asking That's, about that. Yes, well, I hope it's merry and bright. I do too, uh, Tammy. Yes. Thank you. We'll talk in 2023. I look forward to it. Thanks, Dale. Happy holidays to you. Thank you, Tammy Ward, City Council Chair on Lincoln Live.